You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. How excited are you that it's 2021 and that you no longer have to write 2020 on a piece of paper ever again? Which is so fun because I am sure like, if you're anything like me, you're just grateful to start afresh. I was telling my mom the other day, I was like, it's kind of like when you go out and buy a new notebook or a new journal. It's like, <sighs> clean slate which I also know is totally in our brain. But I just love this idea of let's really get ourselves focusing on the future and let's talk about what's next. And for most of you, you've already started this process and you are not going to be shell-shocked by the fact that for the next few weeks, I am going to be talking to you all about Valentine's Day. Because I want to pass along some of the biggest lessons that I've learned, some of the best insights that we gained so that you can, A, learn from my experience and don't repeat the mistakes that I made, and B, make it your mission to make money without totally exhausting yourself. And as usual, I am going to share some pretty funny stories my Valentine's Day experience in this episode. So I shall keep you entertained while also educating you. Do you know that back in the world of like consulting and advertising, they actually called that edutainment? And I was like, are you kidding me that this is a thing that people thought that they needed to label? Anyway, this is what we do, right? I am here to edutain you. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. So on this week's podcast episode, I wanted to talk you through four Valentine's Day myths and debunk them. Because I'm not going to lie. I went into my first Valentine's Day thinking I could figure this out. I totally get what this is about. One minor itty bitty detail. When we bought the flower shop, the handover involved one email. I didn't even know, I didn't even think to ask, hey, could we talk a bit about Valentine's Day? Could you give us sales data? Could we talk about trends? Could we talk about when these orders come in? Could you even just pass along, like, what were your best sellers? What did you used to sell? And very specifically, how many roses should we be ordering? But, my friends, I am here to share with you as much as I learned because I walked into that whole experience with not a clue. And what's really fascinating is when I think back to that first Valentine's Day experience and then I think about how well systematized and documented Valentine's Day is today, it's like two completely different businesses. 
And what is so much fun is that even if this is going to be your first Valentine's Day, you get to build off of my learning. So you don't have to feel like this is your first kick at the can. Where did that saying even come from? I'm sure somebody knows. You can message me and tell me, or I could Google it if I was genuinely curious. However, I wanted to kind of set the foundation for a successful Valentine's Day and talk you through four of the common assumptions I made going in to Valentine's Day and just talk you through how I now look at this and how much we learned. And I want you to build on what's working. I want you to question yourself if you are making any of these assumptions. And I want you to take as much guidance and know-how from these four myths as possible. But also remember, you get to decide what's best for your business. I am here to show up and provide as much guidance and information as I can because I understand and I am so in tune with how little information is available to floral designers when it comes to actually making money. When it comes to building a business and turning this into something that we can actually earn a living from, and even better than that, you can actually earn really good money from being a floral designer. But there is a giant black hole of information. So I am on the mission to help fill that black hole. I am on a mission to make sure you don't fall into the same assumptions that I did when I did my first Valentine's Day and we very quickly changed our tune. And for those of you who have done multitude of Valentine's Days, I'll bet that there's something juicy in here that you can learn from. So because y'all have been asking a lot of questions about Valentine's Day and planning for Valentine's Day and what are we going to do for Valentine's Day, I wanted to spend today's episode focused on passing along some of my most useful tips so that you can set yourself up for success Valentine's Day 2021 and make money from it without totally exhausting yourself. Wow, what a revolutionary concept, don't you think? And the first question and the first point I just want to pause on for a second is you get to decide if you want to jump on the Valentine's Day bandwagon or not. It's very common for us to assume that this is something that we have to do or that we should do this because we've always done it or that our Valentine's Day needs to look a certain way or that we need to participate because we are a florist and a designer. I just want you to pause and ask yourself the question. Does your business want to participate in Valentine's Day? Don't assume that the answer has to be yes because you are the CEO of your business. I will tell you, no is a totally okay response. Yes is a totally okay response. And even if no turns into your response for this year, that doesn't mean it needs to be that way for the rest of your business's shelf life. And if you do Valentine's Day this year, it also doesn't mean that you need to do it next year. Because when you are the helm of your flower business, you get to decide what's right for your business. And one of the decisions is whether you are going to make a thing of Valentine's Day or not. And there is no wrong answer. But I wanted to talk you through the four biggest 
misassumptions. Is that even a word? The four kind of wrong assumptions that I made going into our first Valentine's Day. And I do kind of want to give you a bit of a heads up and remind you that a lot of what we learned is based on, obviously, our business. That's why I'm here to talk you through what worked. But I want you to remember that the footprint that we served is tiny, like itty bitty, 48,000 people. It's the total population of the entire delivery area that we catered to, 48,000 people. I think for some of you, you're sitting there like, that many people live in my neighborhood. <laughs> that many people live in my building. Which is funny if I think about it because I'm like, oh my gosh, my university, right? When I did my undergrad, had more people at it than this area that our shop served. Kind of just to put it in context. Anyway, tiny itty bitty town and it's a very traditional and I would consider it like fairly conservative customer base that we cater to, right? So that's why I will always give you permission to take the parts of what I suggest and take the learnings that worked for us. And if you want to hit the ground running and try it out for yourself, that's amazing. If you've tried something else and it's working for you, don't assume that my way is the only way to do things. One of my all-time favorite things about being a floral designer is truly accepting the fact that there is no one right way to do anything. And this comes to every aspect of your business. And you know I'm here to explain to you, well, this is what worked for us, and oh, hey, maybe just avoid these 27 things over here because that was awful. <laughs> but like your business... It's the same thing from a design perspective, right? If you ask, like if you lined up five floral designers and asked them, how do you process roses? I'm going to bet you're going to get five different responses. So don't assume that how somebody does something in their business is going to be exactly the right way for you to do it in your business. This is the beautiful thing about being a CEO of a flower business is you get to decide what's right for your business. So having said all of that, let us jump into getting all the learning happening. So myth number one, being cheap is how you get orders. And I will tell you, this myth doesn't just apply to Valentine's Day. Being cheap doesn't mean you're going to build a successful business. And in actual fact, what's really fascinating about special occasions and these hallmark holidays like Valentine's Day is that your customers in many instances want to spend money. When it comes to Valentine's Day, this is the time where you need to set up your product offering in line with how most customers think. And most customers equate, I need to demonstrate my love for this person over here, and that means I need to spend a lot of money. Now, you as an individual might disagree with that sentiment. You as an individual might have a totally different perspective, but remember, your business and the success of your marketing is based on understanding how your customers shop 
for flowers. And if there has ever been an occasion to test out a really chunky price point, Valentine's Day is it. This is when people by default understand that in order for me to show my loved one that I love them, I need to spend a lot of money on them. I, as an individual, do not agree with that philosophy. So the first year when it came to Valentine's Day, I was just like, oh my goodness, this is so against my personal beliefs. But I'm also here and I understand we have almost like a community service that we need to re deliver on because we operated in such a small town, right? I didn't think that we had the choice to not participate in Valentine's Day. I also didn't think that was a good decision from a commercial perspective. So when you're the CEO of your business, you need to balance up your own personal requirements with what is the right decision for your business. And the business needed to participate in Valentine's Day in a way that aligned to our customers' needs. And here's the thing. You are going to have a handful of customers who are looking for the cheapest Valentine's Day check the box option available. And that, my friends, is where your single red rose comes in if you have a shop or if you're thinking of doing a pop-up or if you're doing anything where you have physical customers coming in and around you. The single red rose product specifically solves that problem. But you don't then need to think, okay, well, I need to cover off the $20 solution and the $30 solution and the $40 solution and the $50 solution. No. What I learned one of those first years was you only need to have one cheap solution. The rest cater to customers who are going to spend money. So you actually want to set up your product offering. You want to set up your catalog in a way that encourages and aligns to how your customers and how much your customers want to spend on flowers. And here's a hot tip. And this is particularly true in our footprint is the majority of our customers of Valentine's Day were men. And that was kind of a different customer group than who we would cater to the other 364 days of the year. And this is a gross generalization, so please don't judge me when I say this, but when we think about our customers and we understand that they do not know anything about flowers or floral design. This becomes particularly true when it comes to Valentine's Day because you're talking to customers who probably, if you're lucky, only order flowers once a year on Valentine's Day and they get the same thing and they just want to stick to what they have. So you are catering to a fairly mainstream, uneducated, unsophisticated audience. Of course, I will tell you, if you live in a city, <laughs> you have so much more opportunity because you have the population. You can have a very unique and a very specific offer. And I am all for expanding the education beyond red roses. I am all for trying to break down the hallmark holiday myths of Valentine's Day. But it's not something that's going to change overnight.
So when it comes to thinking about your customers, one of the great insights that we had that we literally tested this out, right? So this idea of, I wonder how much customers are actually going to spend on flowers. We ended up putting together a bouquet that included four dozen roses and we put it out front. And I did this because I was in the early days of testing out the whole concept of price anchoring. And the notion of price anchoring is that you're going to have something that is a very high price point only so that when your customers come in, see the high price point, anything that's in your like ideal price point seems totally accessible to your average customer. So that if you have a bouquet that's sitting out front of your pop-up or your shop or on your website and it's listed at $400, $500, $600, all of a sudden, the $150 and the $200 bouquets are so easy for your customers to comprehend. I'm going to circle back and talk a little bit more about price anchoring later in this episode, but it is hands down one of my most favorite sales tactics because it works. Anyway, as an experiment, we put this bouquet together and we put it out front just purely to make all the other bouquets sell faster. And then this most beautiful woman came by and she was like, I need that. I need that bouquet. I'm buying that for myself for Valentine's Day. She was so lovely. She was amazing. I still love her. She literally bought four dozen roses for herself because we put it on display and it was there and it was available to her. She did not hesitate in any iota at the price price was labeled on the bouquet she's like I just need this can you please put this aside I'll come back and pick it up in 45 minutes no problem so I will really encourage you to push yourself out of your comfort zone when it comes to setting your price point don't hesitate to have some really expensive options on your website and if it's not even flowers like you could put together the most luxurious beautiful hamper that's filled with some of your favorite products maybe you bring together some of the favorite local makers and bakers and crafters and you create something that's amazing and you put a really high price point on it to see if it sells this is truly an experiment in terms of how high can you go with your price points because our brain is actually going to get in the way our brain is going to just tell us our customers aren't going to spend that much but we don't know that that's true we don't know that that's a fact and in actual fact you could put a beautiful hamper together it could sit on your website it could be six hundred dollars and it's only there to make everything else look cheaper so then all of a sudden you realize that your average order value is closer to like 200, 300, 350 and you've just made significantly more money because you went through this experiment of having one really premium priced product on your website. So the whole concept of price anchoring, you will see it happening particularly in grocery stores. It's so fun when you start to see it happening to your brain. Because what you do is you create one product that has a significantly higher price point than anything else on your website. You feature that product, you put the price tag next to that product, and then all of a sudden every other product that falls underneath that from a pricing point of view feels so much more accessible to your 
customers. It's not about you trying to actually sell that highest priced design, but don't be surprised if you do. Because I know so many of you have already taken action and you've created something on your website and it's like, okay, now I need to create the most expensive thing I can think I need to put it on my website. And then when somebody orders it, you then have to the challenge of thinking, okay, now I need to create the next, next most expensive thing. We are convinced as business owners that our customers aren't going to spend that much. We are wrong. Our customers want to spend money. And this is so true when it comes to Valentine's Day. Your customers want to buy the most expensive thing on your website. Your customers want to spend a lot of money. So allow them to spend a lot of money and don't get in the way of them wanting to spend a lot of money. And a hot tip for those of you who already have your website sorted and you're going into Valentine's Day number two or Valentine's Day number 22. The week of Valentine's Day, go in and hide the cheapest products on your website, particularly because Valentine's Day this year is on a weekend. So this is a totally subjective thing to say, but I will argue your time is even more valuable than it's ever been because Valentine's Day is on a Sunday. You want to limit your delivery to the highest value designs. That means you want to get rid of the cheap products on your website because I will tell you from personal experience, there's a little bit of resentment, just a little bit that builds up when you realize you're delivering a beautiful bouquet of three dozen roses over here. And then this person's ordered a $29.99 gerber bouquet. You're like, Oh, I totally should have taken one more big fat order that's like $300 instead of the $30 order. My friends, please learn from that experience because your future self will love you for the fact that these are the things that you're thinking about. So if you've already got your website sorted and it has a handful of low priced options on there, highly recommend the week of Valentine's Day, you hide them and then make a note to yourself to put them back on your website the week after. But there are some very good savvy online shoppers. And I just want you to be mindful of what your lowest tolerance is for how much you want to get paid to be doing deliveries on a Sunday. So myth number one, mistake number one that I made in our first Valentine's Day was thinking it was all about being cheap. In actual fact, I want to encourage you to think the exact opposite. Your customers want to spend money and they really want to spend money on Valentine's Day. Myth number two, because personally I was so against the idea of selling red roses. Myth number two, I can sell something more interesting than just red roses. Well, love it or hate it, our customers have been conditioned to think they've been programmed to understand that red roses equal Valentine's Day. This literally happens when the kids are in school, they're just babies, and then we all grow up and we just assume Valentine's Day equals little Valentines, it equals chocolates, and it equals red roses. I really did not want to buy into the idea of, well, what we have to sell is red roses because I knew, A, the price of them, 
And then I was like, but we could make something so beautiful that could include a couple of red roses, but it would be so much more lovely and abundant than that. I will encourage you to just pause for a second. Love it or hate it. Valentine's Day is about the red rose. Particularly, we found from our experience, our customers were majority dudes. And if the dudes weren't buying them themselves, then it was their girlfriends who were requiring the boyfriends to buy the flowers. And they want red roses. They want the Disney princess experience. And the Disney princess experience is red roses. And again, I totally resisted this idea in year one. I totally was like, oh my gosh, no, we can totally change all of our customers' behavior. I was so <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but I am all for expanding your design portfolio beyond foliage baby's breath, and red roses. But I will tell you right now, the money and the volume that you receive from Valentine's Day is based off of featuring red roses in your designs. So if you are in the game of Valentine's Day to meet a specific sales target, I will tell you that from my experiences, red roses need to feature in your catalog. I will also tell you, in Australia, we have a massive advantage because Valentine's Day for us comes early autumn, late summer. So we still have locally grown red roses that we can feature, which is amazing. For the rest of you who are on the Northern Hemisphere, you need to make the decision that's best for your business and you need to make the decision that's best for your brand based on what's right for your business. If you want to totally jump away from the red rose phenomenon, I will encourage you to put your energy into two things. One, you have to put a really hard push behind why you're offering your customers what you're offering them. What's the benefit to locally grown product? What's the benefit of not importing product from overseas? Educate educate, educate. And remember, your offering needs to be sold, it needs to be positioned as a way to help your customers. You're offering them locally grown tulips because, fill in the blank, whatever your reason is, is 100% right. But it's your job to educate your clients on why you're not offering red roses, why what you are offering is better than red roses, and still, don't be surprised. If you have customers who walk up to you and customers that give you that look, they're like, I don't understand. I don't understand why you're not selling red roses. Because you need to remember, our customers think flowers come from a machine. It's our job as the floral designer and as the expert to educate our customers on where the flowers come from. That is our job. We are the ones who need to step up and take the leadership position and educate our customers on why red roses may not be the best solution for them.
And if you don't want to spend your time and energy educating your customers on why red roses are not something that you're offering, and you decide you want to go down the path of offering red roses, great. If you decide you don't want to offer red roses, great. Remember, you get to make the decision that's best for your business. In my experience, red roses were what sold. So I accepted that as a fact, and then we got into the game of thinking, okay, so how can we make these designs more interesting? We started to explore different foliages. We started to explore different wrapping, different textures. We started to explore pairings of different colored red roses. We started to incorporate pink roses. We decided that red roses were the given, and then we allowed our creativity to explore beyond red roses because it doesn't necessarily have to be red roses, foliage, and baby's breath. There are so many opportunities in between that really provide you with so much of the creating and creative, fun experimentation. So myth number two, idea number two that I wish somebody had told me a long time ago, don't assume that you can sell anything more interesting than red roses. It's what our customers are trained to understand that Valentine's Day is about. If you don't want to sell red roses, it's your job to educate your customers on why you're not selling red roses. And I highly recommend that you position it as a better solution to red roses, whatever your reason is. Just take it as an opportunity to educate and inform. Your customers will appreciate it. Myth number two particularly for those of you who are organized and can appreciate the fact that Valentine's Day actually falls on the same day every year. Shit, that's a crazy concept. I assumed that people were organized and people understood that Valentine's fell on the same time every year. Therefore, I thought people would be organized enough to pre-order. Well, my friends, for five years, I told myself, hey, maybe this is the year that we will realize and that our customers will realize that Valentine's Day also falls on the 14th of the month like it has for the last I don't know how long and it will till the foreseeable future. I assumed our customers remembered that. Nope. When I look back at our sales data over the last six years, 50 to 60 percent of the revenue came in on the 13th and 14th of February. So if I compare the data for the whole week, like Valentine's Day week, the whole seven days in and around it, more than half of the revenue happens on the 13th and the 14th. I literally, like we used to actually laugh because the first guy would come in and order and either grab a single rose or we'd order a dozen roses and he'd walk out of the shop and we're like, okay, well, here comes the onslaught because it's like somebody would walk out of the shop and that would trigger the next person and that would trigger the next person and then 17 people would come in and then the phone would start ringing. It's like one guy would lead the pack and then the onslaught would begin. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that happens and I still vividly remember this. On the 12th of February, I think every single year, my brain would automatically go into panic mode. Oh my God, we're not going to make our sales target. I've ordered 
all of these roses. We have thousands of roses that we're processing, that we're getting through. We're not going to make our sales target. This is going to be the year where people just decide not to celebrate Valentine's Day. <laughs> and that never happened. Always. It's like they all came in on the 13th and 14th. They all jumped on the website. They all started to call. So I will tell you, keep selling, keep promoting, keep, keep, keep going up until you sell that very last stem. Be persistent and be relentless like you have never been before. My number one tip for navigating Valentine's Day, and actually this is true for any event, this is true for any of our like Super Bowl occasions like Valentine's Day, set a sales target. My number one tip is that simple. Set yourself a sales target, pick your number, write it down on a piece of paper, and then do the math to figure out how many orders that means you need to generate. Find that number and then get to work on being relentless about marketing and sales. Get to work on being creative and being inventive and being entrepreneurial about your marketing and sales to get yourself to that number. And for those of you who are listening and you're part of the private community, I have created my list of 25, it's actually 26, but 25 ideas for how to market your offering for Valentine's Day 2021. Yeah, 25 ideas. It's literally like your checklist, your to-do list of how you can set yourself up for success when it comes to Valentine's Day this year. So all of my peoples who are listening, who are part of the private community, jump in there. You can literally search Valentine's Day. It's in there waiting for you. I've even made you some templates on Canva because I want to make sure that you are making money. And speaking of making money, myth number four, selling out is a bad thing. I totally used to think that when I sold out of product, I had failed at my job. I totally used to think that once we sold out, that was a bad thing. 100% I used to believe this. Setting your sales target is the single most important piece of the process literally. And when you reach that sales target, your job is done. You have literally accomplished your mission. I absolutely had the default thought that, oh, I'm here and I'm trying to actually make as much money as possible. When it came to Valentine's Day, I would go up to the market twice. I would order so many roses. I would channel all of my Tetris ability to be able to pack that van and get back to the shop and do that as often as I could in the lead up to Valentine's Day. To the point where I absolutely sacrificed my health, my body, my brain in the pursuit of money. I am not afraid to talk to you about that because it is not necessarily how I think you need to go through Valentine's Day. Because I had a really weird experience a few weeks later. I walked into the butcher and I was there waiting in line. There was a person who was just trying to talk to the butcher 
and he was asking, oh, hey, have you got any hams available? And the butcher just said, oh, no, sorry, we've already sold out. And something clicked in my brain, literally in that experience of why did I think in owning this business that I needed to keep up this relentless pace? Why did I think in owning this business that I needed to somehow sacrifice my physical health and well-being for all of these disorganized people who can't even begin to remember that Valentine's Day happens on the 14th every single year? That's not my problem to solve. The problem that I have is set a sales target, keep all these people employed, Make sure you have money to pay rent. Make sure you're making a profit. Make sure you're making enough money to compensate for the fact that in Australia, January sales are always a little bit lower. Set your sales target and work to your sales target. It's not make as much money as possible. And you know me, I am all for making money, but I want you to pick a number that you feel proud of and work to make that happen. It doesn't need to be the biggest number on the planet. So it took me a few years to learn this, but hopefully you will also learn this, that you don't have to work yourself to the bare bone. All you need to do is set your sales target and then work to make that happen. By year three of Valentine's Day, I then set a personal mission of Here's our sales target. Now, what time on Valentine's Day can I be sitting on the sofa with my Ben and Jerry's and my bottle of bubbly? Because it's fucking happy Valentine's Day to me. We made it through. Literally, that became the goal. How efficient, how can we gamify this whole process? How can we do this as efficiently? How can we make sure our staff are not working around the clock? How can we make sure the deliveries are done as quickly as possible? How can we mitigate the number of customer complaints that we receive? How can we do our job to the best of our ability and reach our sales target? It doesn't need to be more than that. And it really turned into this game. It was so incredibly fun. And I will tell you right now, your only goal is to sell out. Pick your sales target, buy to the sales target, practice your marketing and sales, and do not stop selling until you sell out of every single stem. The minute that you sell out becomes your opportunity to celebrate. I want you to buy yourself something pretty. I want you to take all the chocolate, all the gin, all the bubbly, all the fancy clothing you can possibly imagine. I want you to buy it for yourself. Whatever your version of a reward is, I want you to make sure you celebrate your success. It doesn't matter if your goal is $2,000 or $200,000. Make selling out your objective. Make selling out as early as possible your objective. And when you sell out, I want you to celebrate it. I want you to talk about it on Instagram. I want you to tell all your family, tell all your friends, tell anyone who will listen because people want to celebrate your success with you. What's even more amazing, your customers want to know that you are successful. Your customers want to celebrate with you. So celebrate your success when you get there. My friends, Valentine's Day can be so much 
fun. And I am all for turning it into a game because there is so much to learn. And in my experience, once I accepted the fact that red roses were a thing, I got to stretch my creativity in totally different ways. How can we make red roses look more like the type of designs we want to be putting out into the world? Get your creative juices flowing. And then even beyond the design, there's so much creativity required from a marketing and a sales and a production point of view. I will tell you, I don't find Valentine's Day one of the most creative outlets from a design perspective, but I do find it incredibly invigorating and creative from a marketing and a sales and a production point of view. Truly, this is where you can turn it into a game. And remember, the success of your business relies entirely on your ability and your appetite to learn marketing and sales. Never has this been more true than when it comes to Valentine's Day. Because you can throw together a dozen red roses, put a price on it, and if you're good at marketing and sales, somebody will buy it. Building a successful flower business requires so much more than just good design know-how. When it comes to Valentine's Day, I loved putting my energy and effort into production management and being as efficient as possible. Because those first couple years when I was working seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and I almost died. <laughs> I was like, this is totally unsustainable. Why are we doing this? Why don't we just like rein it in, set our target, work to the target, make it happen, celebrate the shit out of it. So I highly recommend that you do the same thing. And I truly believe that Valentine's Day is one of those amazing Super Bowl opportunities to be able to test your production know-how, to get your systems in place, to level up your sales and your marketing know-how, and to really think about how you can efficiently manage this production. And remember, for those of you who are part of my program, for those of you who are part of the private membership, I have posted in there 25 ideas to help you level up your marketing and sales this Valentine's Day. So incredibly helpful. So incredibly helpful. And for those of you who are not part of the program, but you would like to be part of the program, you can get access to all of that content and everything else that I teach and share with all my fellow floral designers inside of the private community. The only way to become part of the private community is to sign up for my one-on-one -on -one program to sign up for my Flower Boss Bootcamp. In that program, I teach you everything you need to know about sales and marketing. I provide you with the tools to be able to show up with confidence. I encourage you to be incredibly selfish in terms of the type of design you want to be putting out into the world, the types of customers you want to be working with, and most importantly, what is your goal for your business? Of course, inside my program, I teach you everything about branding and marketing and Instagram and literally give you my step-by-step -step guide to setting up your website in a way that generates so much money. It's so fun. So if you want to sign up for my one-on-one -on -one Flower Boss Bootcamp, the link is in the show notes for you to be able to get more information on the program and for you to be able to sign up for a free 20-minute 
mini session with me. We get to talk about where you want to take your business, what's not working for you, and we can discuss whether the one-on-one program is a good fit for you. So my friends, this podcast episode is the first of a collection that I will be releasing very specifically talking about Valentine's Day because I want you to go into Valentine's Day with a very clear sales goal. I want you to have clarity in terms of exactly how to get customers to buy from you. And I want to just pass along some of my biggest learnings because when we bought the shop, we had one email. Thank goodness to the graciousness of this one wholesaler who was like, hey, would you like to have the order that they put in last year? I was like, oh my gosh, that would be so good. That is literally how we navigated our first Valentine's Day. Nothing else was written down. So crazy when I think back. And if I could, I would just like to save you from that experience as much as I learned a lot. It's not something I necessarily want to repeat, which is great because here's a hot tip. Hey, if you're going out to buy a flower shop, get them to write everything down. And if you're thinking about selling your flower shop, write everything down. There's more value and you can charge a higher price when you're selling a shop and everything is written down. And hey, it makes it so much more helpful for the new owner. So my friends, grab a free mini session with me. Let's talk about if my one-on-one program is a good fit for you. And no matter what, let's go out there and let's make Valentine's Day 2021 the best year yet. My friends, I hope that this has been helpful and have a beautiful week. And I'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now.